0: Glory be to God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit, amen. Amen. Please be seated. Timing is everything. That's what we learn from Holy Scripture. Today in the Gospel, we hear John the Baptist crying out in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord, make its path straight. John preached, the time has come the Messiah, God's chosen, is about to appear. So repent, get ready, and put your lives in order. John devoted his life to the belief that the time had come. It's a beautiful example of how the Bible views time. You've heard me preach on the difference between Kairos time, the fullness of time, and Chronos time, sequential time, time that we use in everyday life. But I would like us today to look further into Kairos time. The Bible seems to differentiate between the fullness of time and preparation time. Preparation time is a time of expectation, a time of waiting when we look forward to our dreams. And then there is a time of fulfillment when what we have hoped for, what we have prayed for, appears. The Christmas story is an example of the fullness of time. Have you ever wondered why the story unfolded the way it did? Why God came to us in Jesus and not somebody else? Why did it happen in the early first century and not some other time in history? Why Israel? Why Judah? Why Bethlehem? The Holy Scripture answers simply by saying that the timing was right for Jesus to be born and for the beginnings of the Christian movement in the world. The world was preparing for the birth of Jesus for centuries. We see it in the convergence of three great civilizations to make the timing right. First, there was the Roman civilization, known for its system of organization and roads. The empire built roads to make communication possible, which allowed its armies to move quickly throughout the kingdom to address the nation's needs. These roads were engineering marvels Some even survive today. A hundred years before Jesus, there were no Roman roads and Palestine was an isolated backwater country. Now by the time of Jesus, Palestine was part of a web of nations in the empire. Roman roads and its administration and protection made it possible for the family of Jesus to go even unto Bethlehem, to be a part of a census where the infant Jesus was born. The Roman roads also made it possible for Christian missionaries to fulfill the commandment of an adult Jesus to go out into the world preaching the gospel, the good news to the world. The second civilization was the Greek civilization. It provided a universal, common language for the world. 300 years before Jesus, Alexander the Great conquered the known world. The Greeks followed Alexander to spread the Greek culture and language. By the time of Jesus, Greek was the universal language of the Mediterranean world, which made it possible for a new kind of communication between territories and nations that didn't exist before that time. The Third Great Civilization was a nation of Israel, a country known for its worship of one God, a nation that produced kings like David and Solomon Yet after these kings, the nation were divided into two different nations, Judah and Israel. 800 years before Jesus, the world seemed to implode on the Jewish people. One nation was already gone, and Judah was about to experience one of the most horrific events in their lives, the Babylonian exile. A time when the people would be taken from their land and transplanted. A time when the people of God did not know if they would even survive. Then the prophets gave the Jewish people God's dream. A vision that held the idea that God would renew the world. A dream in which the people of the world would experience God's spirit A vision that a Messiah would bring about God's kingdom, not by violence, but by transformation, by word. That was the preparation, the time of waiting. It took hundreds of years until these three great civilizations converged until the time was fulfilled. People like John the Baptist sensed this, discerned this. For the good news is that God uses human history and our experiences. God uses everything to prepare us for God's salvation in our lives. Maybe that's why all those people came to John at the River Jordan. John told them that God was at work in their lives. God could even work through what people considered their mistakes. Because although their mistakes and their sins, their choices that were bad led them to challenging lives, these same choices led them to come to that River Jordan, to repent and be renewed. It made them ready to receive God in a new way. Well, the human condition tells us that we believe that our past, our mistakes, all those things that we hoped never would go wrong in our lives, but do, we believe that that past limits us. Our mistakes and challenges and failures doom us to a worthless life. But my friends, God is the God of second chances, of third chances, of fourth chances, of fifth chances, until infinity. We always have an opportunity with God as we humbly reorient our lives to see and experience the sacred to be renewed. There's a beautiful story about the great violin maker, Stradivarius, whose violins were among the most prized violins ever made because they were, they had a rich and resonating sound that they produced. Other violins couldn't duplicate the unique sound of the Stradivarius violin. What may surprise you is that these precious instruments were not made from fine pieces of wood. They were carved from discarded lumber. You see, Stradivarius was was very poor and couldn't afford expensive materials like his contemporaries. So he got most of his wood from the dirty harbors where he lived, then he would take these waterlogged wood pieces to a shop, clean them up, dry them out, and then create instruments of rare beauty from these trashed pieces of lumber. Scientists have discovered that what what made the wood Stradivarius used so good for violins. You see, the wood that floated in those dirty harbors, microbes and germs got into them, into the wood, ate the center of the cells out, and what was left was a fibrous infrastructure that created a unique resonating chamber for music. Hmm. So from wood that nobody wanted, Stradivarius produced violins now that everybody wants. And just as the poor violin maker transformed trash into treasure, I hope you see that God uses everything in life to bring about the kingdom of God, to bring about God's salvation. God uses that violent Roman Empire, that Greek culture, and even the painful exile of the Jewish people to bring about Good in the world. And on a personal level, God can use our individual experiences. You know, those experiences that are challenging and good. Some that are bad choices and some that are good choices to bring hope to us as we open ourselves to God. Friends, in this season of watching and waiting for God's peace, I invite you to see your life as a preparation for God's kingdom. I invite you to humbly open your hearts and minds to see God's action in unexpected ways and places. I invite you to see that God is always preparing us through joy and challenge To find God's salvation for us and for the world. Amen. Amen.